y'all. My name is John Devine, and I am the host of the Healthy Wealthy People podcast, the show that educates on the three most important pillars of becoming a strong individual, our health, our wealth, and our authentic expression of self. Before we get started, I would like to personally thank you, yes, you, for investing your time with me today. And I ask that if you do find value in today's episode, that you do us both a favor and subscribe. All right, let's jump into it, y'all. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, John Devine, welcoming you back to the 20th episode of the Healthy Wealthy People podcast. Can you fucking believe it? 20 episodes. Thank you to everyone who has been with us this far, and I can't wait to bring you the content that we are still building today. So to get into today's episode, what are we talking about? Who are we talking about it with? One, we're talking marketing. More specifically, how marketing is like dating. So we're trying to make this as understandable and simple for you as possible. Who are we talking about it with? None other than our chief marketing officer here at Divinity Group, my fiance, Kelly Thomas. Now, why is Kelly qualified to teach this? Well, she's been in the marketing industry for 14 years and she's 32 years old, so about half her life. Uh, in that time, she's built multiple multi-level market and direct sales companies like Lavelle. Many of you know her from their product Thrive. She ran her own marketing agency uh, for a few years um, and had freelance clients all over the state and country. And then three years ago, as Divinity Group was developing and turning into an agency outside of just myself, I hired her full-time to be our marketing and networking coordinator here at Divinity Group. So we are going to be breaking down the eight points of how marketing is like dating. So without further ado, my guest, Miss Kelly Thomas. Give it up, y'all. <laughs> Kelly, say hello to everyone. Well, thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for having information to bring back. <laughs> <laughs> Self-taught. We'll just put that out there. <laughs> hey, same here, mostly. So nothing wrong with that. Anyways, we're talking about how marketing is like dating. Why did you choose that as the title topic? Um, I think because people have this big idea of what marketing is and that it's not um, not for them. They can't do it, won't do it because it's big and scary and they just... Um, are afraid of the topic of marketing. It's just a lot of unknown. Um, and so it's really just, it's easy. It's being a human, communicating with other humans. Uh, so maybe it comes easily to me is what I mean. There we go. Because I was going to say, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there who do not think dating comes easily. Fair. So got to cut them a little slack. And I just uh, turned my social media addiction into my profession. And so being in flow because it is easy for me and I wanted to share how it can be easy for you once you get past the mindset of thinking what it is. Yeah. That's what we're here to do on the podcast. So it's great because our whole thing is let's make this 
information that we think is so big and bad digestible for everyone. So, mm-hmm. all right. So we came up with eight points. Well, pretty much I noted points that you came up with. And this is just kind of put together uh, through your own experience and through some other lists that you've gone through, correct? Yep. Uh, some research and some experience and all, yeah. Yeah, and just picking the ones that kind of correlated to dating, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so we've got an eight-point list to break down today on how marketing is like dating. And I'll get into that in a second, but as always what is marketing? What is dating? So we looked up the definitions and marketing is the activity, much like dating or business of promoting and selling products or services. Okay. So dating, we really couldn't, it, there was a lot that had to do with the calendar, um, or like archaeological anthropology and like dating back how many years bones are and stuff like that. Um, and so it was actually a little harder to get an actual definition without going to like urban dictionary. So we went to courting and uh, in courting, the definition that we found that we liked for today's episode was to pay special attention to someone in an attempt to win their support or favor. Okay, so both marketing and dating, obviously, is about attraction, ultimately. Would you agree? And Yes, and selling. Um, and just like the episode you did recently about you're always selling, mm-hmm. um, this is dating is about always selling yourself. And so, yeah, always directly correlated. marketing yourself, mm-hmm. right? Uh, sweet. I love it. So the eight points that we are going to get into today, number one is to have a goal. Number two is to identify your audience. Number three is to be authentic. Number four is to put yourself out there. Number five is going to be one of my favorite topics to talk about, which is flirt to convert. Number six is to have depth or be interesting slash attractive. Number seven is to communicate openly. And number eight is to be pleasantly persistent. So let's get into it goal, have a goal. What do you mean both from a marketing and dating perspective? So this can be, so we'll start with marketing. So uh, this could be the goal of a post. It could be the goal of an ad campaign. It could be the goal of a billboard or the goal of your logo to attract the right people. And it's just always knowing what, uh, what you're doing and why and, uh, who it's going to reach. And so also with dating, knowing the goal, sometimes, Sometimes that goal is to get married. Sometimes that goal is maybe just for the evening, just Hmm. to take someone home. Just the evening. (laughs) (laughs) Just to get laid. There we go. (laughs) I'm I'm seeing how subtle I want to be with this information. Um, Like maybe sometimes the sex is the goal. Yep. And sometimes it's marriage and then the next goal is sex because of religious (laughs) or whatever. Um, Yeah. And so... Just knowing what the goal is, maybe you're going out for the evening, maybe you're pursuing someone. What is the intention um, of even the conversation of where you're showing up? Um, so just knowing maybe you're hiring, maybe you want to make sales, all of these different. Um, there can be so many goals, but if you're just blankly putting yourself out there, then you're not going to get great results because you don't know what equals success for this post or campaign or 
ad that you're spending money behind. Okay. Now, for a lot of people just in general, um, but especially in business and also in dating, um, a lot of people will get analysis paralysis, right? Where they're just overanalyzing. Now they don't know what to shoot for. How do I set a goal? Um, how would you help somebody make just a small achievable like goal when we're talking about either or marketing dating um because most of what i deal with all the time as you know from having the conversations and people going to you instead of me we end up painting this picture that ends up sometimes too big too overwhelming so how do we simplify that goal setting for somebody um, always look for win, win, win situations and then small wins along the way, um, where it could be, Hey, our engagements up this week or, you know, our website visits are up or, you know, anything like that. Maybe the, maybe you spent a hundred dollars on an ad campaign. It didn't get you any leads, but it got more people to your website. And so brand awareness. And so knowing, being able to track certain things, which I actually really hate, tracking my own activities, but I do like analytics that are already being tracked for me mm -hmm. <laughs> within Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> the website, all of those things. I like analytics when I don't have to track them myself because I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then with, um, with dating, I would say also the same thing, small wins to get to closer to a bigger win. Like you don't have to marry someone on a first date. Like that's, that's not an achievable goal because that's weird. And so also knowing that it takes seven to 10 exposures for someone to, um, to really capture someone's attention. And so just knowing that it's not going to be, um, try one thing one time and then that seals the deal. Gotcha. But now I have a question for you. So when we were dating, <laughs> okay. um, you were the pursuer. I was the pursuee. Sure, sure, sure. I, I mean, there's no arguing. I friend, tried to friend zone you very hard. <laughs> and so how did you set the goal and know what was, well, what was the goal? Are we at the goal? <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> the reason I say, oh, okay, sure, 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 is because you were nowhere on my fucking radar. And then out of nowhere, Miss Social Media shows up on my social media and drops a comment about how clean my fade looks and tries to make it about the haircut because she had short hair. That was genuine, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know with how much we both care about hair. But you're just out there dropping that post not to get any attention at all? I had no intention behind this comment. Ge I'm being genuine. <laughs> I don't even know how to lie. So there was no intention besides like clean fade. Mm, well, so she got on, you got on to my radar. Uh, and then I was like, isn't isn't this chick married? Doesn't she have fucking kids and shit? So I like went and checked your stuff out. And I think at the time you might've been with Thomas. 
because like your profile picture was you and I currently did not have a boyfriend. I did. Uh, oh, it must have been recent pictures in your feed of like you and him, and I was like, oh, she obviously has a boyfriend, whatever. But I was still like, what up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did nothing stopped you. <laughs> no, I mean you had my attention, right? Uh, and then you know you lived far away so it wasn't like anything in the realm of reality but we just started talking and i liked our conversation so again you just kept my attention which meant i had to keep your attention so and that you did <laughs> <laughs> i remember you would have conversations with me on like three different platforms i literally didn't even use snapchat besides to talk to john there was instagram snapchat and texting i think yeah yeah and i was like if all full different engaging conversations on each platform. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll answer you. Fine. Yeah. So the goal really at first was just to see where it went. Right. Because you were so far away and you had kids. And so the benefit for me was I had never dated somebody with kids and that was a big thing for me. But if I could get to know you from that distance. Um, so yeah, at first it was just to get to know you to see if, that was even something I was willing to get any fucking where near. <laughs> and then you posted that you needed, you know, a tattoo. And so then I referred that out. And then I was like, ah, oh, this bitch getting tattoos. And like you shared the meaning of the tattoo. And I was like, okay. And I was coming to get a tattoo like a month later. Big, meaningful tattoo. Um, you know, your style was just loud like mine. And so I... Yeah, I was just seeing where it went at first. So no goal in the beginning? Not because you had kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when I came up here, we went out with the kids and we went out to the lake and, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, okay, this little one's a little bit of a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> the older one, obviously, is not a huge fan that you're on a date right now. Uh, but... You know, I just wanted to catch the vibe of the kids and, you know, that if nothing else, they were funny as fuck. <laughs> I was like, especially Maya, dude. I was like, yo, this kid got jokes, dude. <laughs> uh, so so yeah. it was like information gathering. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, if you had been single, yeah, there would have been a totally different goal immediately. Um, but Single and no kids. I, well, I wasn't. Okay. What I meant. No kids, you know single all that it would have been a much different pursuit mm -hmm. quicker end game yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay okay got it uh so yeah set a goal right and same thing um with business or marketing or whatever right like most of the time we get what we want like people like to say that they don't get what they want but it's it's bullshit you know it is like any goal that you set that you actually put some effort towards usually you get it or you come fucking close right or you have no clarity on what you want so you don't get anything right or you want too many things so you don't go after any of them but like most of the people that i know that set and write goals down either achieve them get really fucking close or on the pursuit realize they want something different and reset their goal brings clarity for sure right so yeah i would agree that number one is all about goal setting because again most of the time we get what we want I got to know you, then I got to date you, then other things. <laughs> intrigued. Uh, I think our audience is intrigued. 
(laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, in the beginning, just kind of like jokingly, I had just started this career and there was a incentive (laughs) trip and I was like, yo, you want to go to Mexico? And I missed that incentive trip because we started dating. Uh, And then, you know, I missed the next couple incentive trips because I moved out here and started being a stepdad and all that stuff. But now we go to the beach almost quarterly. We're going next week. Yeah. And I kept you to that promise. I was like, let's fucking go to Mexico. (laughs) I'm still waiting. (laughs) So, yeah. Goals. Yes. Right. And, uh, yeah. So moving on, uh, that's number one goals, have them set them, pursue them, uh, track them, use your analytics. (laughs) I couldn't hear that, but that was me rolling my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Number two is to identify your audience, right? Like, Once Kelly was in my attention sphere, I was like, whoa, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like the short hair thing, like the vibe, like the clothes, like, like the whole positive Kelly brand thing that you're going for. Um, So as I was looking, once she had my initial attention, it was like, huh, yeah, I could definitely get on board with what she's got going on. Um, So then I was able to identify and then I had to, again, information gather because she had kids and then I kept identifying like yeah right so um identify your audience from your perspective so um from a marketing standpoint so with our business we market our favorite people to market to are business owners and independent contractors and so we created a situation a networking event where they were coming to us in a way to get to know us in a different way that we are not just um boring insurance office, which is a pretty stereotypical description of an insurance office. Um, And so we have to do things to stand out to attract our ideal clients and our ideal audience. Um, Same thing with online. You can use hashtags to identify your audience um, to target that even more. Um, Your targeted ads to really hone down that audience of location, interests, age, you know, all of these things. But you have to dig in to be like, okay, maybe maybe you have to look at some analytics of like, who do we like working with? Who and where where do they hang out? Um, we don't spend any time, energy or whatever on Twitter or TikTok because that's not where our ideal clients are. And so we spend our time and energy on Facebook, Instagram, our website, um, and then paid ads between those platforms. And we are willing to test out some other areas to be to know where our audience is hanging out and to get the feedback and experiment. But they're just, I just know that hanging out on TikTok is not what they're doing. A productive use of their time. And so I know a few of them are. <laughs> but majority is not. Correct. Exactly. Um, and they're not on a business mind mindset at that time. They're in a zone out mindset. Um, and so with dating... Make a, and, and marketing too, make a list of who you like to attract, who you're trying to bring in, um, and really get to know that person. And so some, some people call it your um, ideal client avatar, or it could be your ideal partner avatar. Um, and if you don't want to meet someone at a bar, if you don't want someone that hangs out at a bar all the time, don't go to a bar to find them. <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> it just makes sense. And so really just like be logical about it of maybe you would like to go out 
dancing all the time. Yes, I sometimes I'm logical. You're giving me this look. Um, my strengths are more on the emotion side, but it it is okay to be logical sometimes too. But if you want to go out and do line dancing or salsa dancing, and then that's something that you want to do with your extra time, go meet someone doing that or invite someone to do that. Rather, Or if you want to read books all the time, go meet someone at Barnes and Nobles or the library. Um, and so just go where you actually want to be and meet someone. Um, I did accidentally meet someone at a bar one time and ended up dating them. They turned out to be an alcoholic, obviously. Like, obviously that's not all the time, but it, it makes sense. Ups the chance. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so just be aware of who you're attracting, where you're going to meet them at, whether that is your ideal clients or an ideal partner. And then um, don't hang out in the places that you wouldn't want yourself to be seen. <laughs> and in, um, the, in those circles of where you're trying to attract someone. Yeah, I agree with um, all of that with the caveat as all of you listeners know, and if this is your first time, you'll get to know right now. For me, it's always about going through the self first and then everything else will follow. Um, and so I think the problem with most people in the dating world is I think a lot of people probably do try to figure out what their ideal, like you ask people all the time and you're like, what's your ideal? And they're like, a girl, let's say, would say, uh, six foot two, brown eyes, blah, 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 like have all these things. A guy might be like, she's five foot two, green eyes. Let's be honest, men are describing this ideal person, big boobs, big butt, small waist, blah, blah, blah. And we try to draw this picture of all of these things. And we don't spend any of that time on ourselves or what we want. And part of attracting, um, the right person and identifying who you're looking for, I think is just identifying things in yourself. I know friends that, you know, they are wilded out that I would grow long hair because, Oh, people are going to make fun of you for being gay, for being and like the list of things that people could make fun of me for being gay for. Like, let's just give them an extra. If you think I'm spending my time worried about it's so you're worrying about the people who you don't want to hang out with anyways, because they already think you're gay. You're not worrying about the people who you would want to hang out with who would think you're cool. Like Andy Santos. What's up, buddy? <laughs> the <laughs> the first time he met us, what's the first thing he said to us? What do you guys just sit around all the time and have cool hair contests? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my dude, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that is what we do all day, bro. Uh and so, like, if you want something or you feel like something would look good or, like, it would be an expression of yourself while you're out shopping or while you're cutting your hair, growing your hair out, which you're now currently doing, or whatever thing you want to do. I'm wearing a wedding ring as a mala necklace because Kelly knows it's something I will wear more than wearing a ring every day. Kelly would probably wear a ring every day, but not really because it's not a ring I bought. It's a ring she would want, so... Like when you know these things about yourself, you become more attracted, attractive to other people. And when you do that with yourself, it you start getting so much clarity about what you like. I know I like somebody clean cut, you know, 
likes things in a, I don't know, let's call it contrast or monochromatic, but like we have the same taste, right? I knew what my taste was. So when we got together and I saw your taste, I was like, oh yeah, I don't have to like what you wear. What I just like that you like black, white, couple of little colors every once in a while, maybe that you put it together in your own style with your own like boldness. And, you know, that's what I like about you. It wasn't a color of hair or, you know, it was just authentic expression. And I was like, and your expression matched my expression, but I knew my expression Mm -hmm. and you knew a lot of yours. Um, and so for me, identifying your audience, you got to have clarity on yourself, then identify your audience. For sure. And you can only, I mean, love someone to the capacity that you love yourself at. Yep. You can't go any deeper than where you're at with yourself. I agree with you. Um, and you can't just base everything on looks because those change. Especially if you date Kelly. <laughs> Literally. So every time when I see someone, they're like, I think I've met you before, but your hair was different. I say, never remember me by my hair. Ever. It will always be different. That is part of self-expression of it. I don't like it ever the same. I get very bored. And I've had four hairstyles for the span of almost 32 years. Totally. So, <laughs> and like, we are so opposite. That's where I was kind of going with that is like, you know how many times I've tried to meet a snow bunny up on the mountain? <sighs> That's not where I met my person, right? But we have a relationship where I can go snowboarding as much as I want, right? Because that's something that kills, kills, fills my cup. (laughs) (laughs) Fill and cup got mixed there. Um, So, yes, go do the things that you like to do, like snowboarding, but also don't do them to try and find someone. You might find somebody up there, and I hope you do, so that you have a little snowboard buddy. (laughs) You have male and female friends that you go snowboarding with all the time. Yeah, whatever. Or by yourself. And I respect it. And I know that you don't like to go thrifting with me. I don't like stores. Right. (laughs) We can love love different things. But I wouldn't meet someone out thrifting, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Thrift somebody's husband. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't need no second-hand husband. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. You got mm-hmm. fresh husband material. For sure. I'm the one that got secondhand. Mm-hmm. Yep. I saw where that <laughs> was going. I thrifted you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to the John and Kelly show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What's funny is I was just talking about being authentic, which is number three, right? Um, and for me, a lot of times when I teach parts and I've got bullet points, a lot of them are similar, but they just need some clarification. So... Number three, be authentic. I just talked for minutes on that. Go ahead. So I used to be, before when I owned my own branding com- or, uh, yeah, brand coaching and marketing company, I was the authenticity coach uh, at one point because I didn't realize how much people are lacking authenticity until I really started coaching on it um, because I think that was something that was always instilled in me of just be yourself. Um, but also the messaging I got was like, not too much. And so I think a lot of people have received that messaging of, um, be yourself, but like, not like that. (laughs) Be yourself, but like not that much. Um, so please be that much, please be too much. 
because then it attracts the right people to you and you are not you're not catfishing your audience where you are um, one person online and a completely different person when they meet you in real life. That mm-hmm. is not authentic marketing. That is not truthful. Um, you will attract the right people within uh, business and dating when you are the most amount of yourself. Yep. In person, online, interviewing on a podcast, like you don't have to chameleon to different situations, um, you know, at a networking event. And if you dr- dress how you actually are comfortable, that will come across. Um, I feel the most comfortable in a, and the most confident in a blazer, heels, and bright lipstick. I feel most comfortable in a suit. Yeah. And and that comes across, whether that is, um, you know, online in a video, in a photo, on a website, in a photo shoot. If you are trying to be someone else, it will be very obvious. It, it's very obvious and it, it comes through. People can feel that energy. They might not know exactly what it is that's coming through that's off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is energy is always interpreted. That It's a universal language. Mm-hmm. And so the most amount of yourself that you can be, even if that's introverted, even that's in your pajamas, like whatever you feel the most like yourself, um, please keep doing more of that. Agreed. Yeah, we're both of us very, very passionate on this topic, right? Like, it just, it shocks me how many people are some, and I just tried to morph a portion of how I represent myself um, based on continual bombardment from business advisors. And I took it under advisement for the first time in my life at 30 years old. I went, hmm. Maybe I could, and it fucking blows and it didn't help shit. So yeah, I did it for six months this much and it made me feel like a scab on somebody else's leg. It's disgusting. Yeah, it fucking is. (laughs) And that's one little portion where I like toned it down a little bit and Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, yeah, no, find an area in your life where you feel like you're deluding yourself and maybe journal on that or talk to your therapist about that and say, why, why is this an area where I feel like I have to hide? Um, or I feel like I have to be, yeah, deluded or quieter or smaller in this area of my life. Why? And just find the self-awareness around where that message started, where it came from, who it came from, how old were you? when you first heard this message. Um, and I think as, as women, we're taught a lot to be small and pretty and quiet. You should be seen and not heard. And so it's okay to be opinionated. It's okay to be, it's okay to have your, your own thoughts and your own opinions. And it's okay to also receive feedback and opinions from other people and then take that in and say, do I believe that? And really dig in, let let yourself sit with it, and then still be yourself after you receive this feedback. So, go ahead. Even with seen, not heard, then you're lectured on how to be seen, mm-hmm. or that it's too much, or too little, or too, just too. Anytime anyone tells you to, stop. <laughs> Put in your headphones, listen to something worth your fucking time. Because, Yeah. 
And it's usually the same voice that's telling you that you're too much and not enough. Right. Just if you're yourself, you're the right amount. And you got to listen to who that voice is behind. It might take you a while to figure it out. But that did not come from you. You weren't born with any of those thoughts, doubts, disbeliefs. Somebody instilled that in you. You were programmed with that fear, with that, oh, they'll, oh, I shouldn't, oh. That was a program that you bought. Absolutely. And the more that you are yourself, the permission it gives other people around you to be more of themselves. And so it is, it's empowering and it's beautiful when you see someone in their authenticity and in their power and in their beauty. It lights me up. Same. So be authentic. And more importantly, in my book, look for other authentic people, mm -hmm. right? Because you can overcome a lot of differences as long as you're both being honest and upfront about what those differences are. Totally. I think we could do an entire episode on authenticity. For sure. Um, number four is to make sure you're putting yourself out there, okay? If you've set a goal for yourself, if you've identified, you know, who you are and you've started being authentic and you've identified your target market, who you're looking for, who you want to attract. The only fucking way you're going to do that is if you're out there for them to see you, if they're out there for you to see them, that's one thing, right? But Kelly and I were both out there. That's how we both got seen by each other, right? Now this whole thing has started. So you got to put yourself out there. So advice on putting yourself out there, marketing, dating, applies to both. But if no one knows you exist, you can literally never have a connection. Business, relationships, friendships, people have to know you exist in online and in person. Um, and like you have to make, be visible whether you, that's on your website, you have to be reachable as well. Um, your address, if you have a physical location, your phone number has to go. <laughs> I called a business the other day and it just was like your phone number, or uh, your phone call cannot be completed as dialed. And I'm like, how are you in business? It literally, I think steam came out my ears. You have to have your email address and maybe a message box on your website. You have to be reachable and even a little, um, creepable. Like you, you have to give people enough content to be like, okay, I really feel like I know them enough now that I can reach or reach out and say, or call, have that confidence to call a business. Um, you just, you have to be out there. Like this is not just yellow pages anymore. You cannot just exist in a phone book and get all of these leads coming in. It just doesn't work like that. Um, same as in dating, you either have to be out there in person or out there online or both. I have a, um, an old friend that I used to work with. She was like, Oh, I need to, I need to meet a man. Blah, blah, blah. But she had all of these restrictions, kind of like you were talking about. They have to be, you know, six, five, they have to make this income a year and they have to not have kids, even though I have kids and like all of these ridiculous rules and then stayed in her basement all day. I was like, how does anyone know you exist? They found each other now. I, I'm not sure why, because we lost touch, but I mean, I'm not sure how, but if no one knows you exist or like your, your body language is open for a conversation, why would anyone conversate with you? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and how? <laughs> like visibility can be um, vulnerable. 
I mean, let's be honest. You were nervous 40 minutes ago about yeah, being in for the you open. to say some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're talking about being open and honest and authentic and you're putting yourself out there, but the point I'm making is you faced nervousness. Mm-hmm. We put it off a few different times, but that wasn't because of my nervousness. That was because of our schedule. But um, video is the most vulnerable for sure but it's also the best absolute top-notch best way for someone to get to know you business and personal wise um that's why we are videoing this podcast as well to put it out there because that helps people get to know us on a different level if maybe they've only heard this first on the podcast but they've we're talking so much about hair that they might not have any idea what we even look like and then they'll go and then they'll go to our social or go to our website and then they will get to know us yeah because we are creepable we have enough content out there. We're visible. Um, and when we go places, people literally two days ago, they were like, I think I know you from social media. I said, perfect. I live there. That's my world. That's my universe. And knew you from being on a commercial on local TV. Yeah. Most of the time I get recognized is either by obviously local television being local or Kelly's social media. Mm-hmm. The amount of times my back is turned in public and I hear, are you Kelly's man? Like, what? The, G- Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you, how did you know? Oh, I, I just follow you guys on social media. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> I sold a policy doing that one day. I walked into a business and she's like, you're Kelly's man, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I was her bridesmaid at her wedding. And I was like, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> and then we sat down, started talking. She had some heart problems in her background, bought a heart policy. You're welcome. <laughs> she's welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We're all welcome. It's a win, win, win. Okay. <laughs> that's all we'd ever do. Win, win, wins. So yeah, put yourself out there. Hey, y'all. Sorry to have to interrupt the show, but it's time for a quick word from our sponsor, Me. (laughs) As some of you may or may not know, I'm the president and CEO of Divinity Group LLC, the supplemental insurance agency that pays for this entire show. I recorded this commercial to let you know that I'm looking for high-quality individuals to add to my team in 2023, and I think that quality individual could be, should be, you. Now, why would you want to work with me? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. Are you the kind of person who likes flexibility of schedule, uncapped earning potential, weekly bonus cash, quarterly bonus stock, residual income, all expenses paid incentive travel, vested ownership in what you're building, unparalleled culture and community? (laughs) Of course you are. And so am I. See, look how much we already have in common. (laughs) All right. So why would you want to learn from me? Also glad you asked. I'll give you five reasons. One, you're already listening to my podcast, so yeah. I've been doing this for five and a half years at a very high level. I'm the number one agent in the state of Montana. I'm one of the Flathead Valley's 20 under 40, and I want to teach you how to take control of your income. All right, look, if what I've said in the past 90 seconds has piqued your interest, then pink the link in the description to watch our recruiting video and reach out for some more info. All right, okay, all right. I'll shut up about what I do and get back to what it is that I do. Let's go!
And welcome back. So jumping into point number five, love talking about this flirt to convert. I'll let you just take it away on this one. It's your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. So if we're talking about marketing, if we're talking about sales, if we're talking about anything, right, getting your husband or wife to do the dishes, flirtation, think about it while I'm talking and if you have, think from first person, okay? Do not try and think about your husband doing this or anyone. Think from your own point of view. Was it not a time, ladies, where you pinched your chest together a little bit and pouted your lips? Please? Can you do the dishes, please? That doesn't work for me. <laughs> well, for you, obviously. You turn your dump truck around and go, hey, <laughs> take this trash out. Right. So conversion directly correlates to emotions, right? Emotions elicit immediately upon flirtation or simple compliment giving, right? Same sex to same sex giving compliments is a version of flirtation. You know how many best friends are made in the women's bathroom? (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) Why would I know that? That's what I'm telling you. The people listening, they know. That is compliment heaven, especially at night in a bar. Well, that you the can't even count that. The drunkenness of best friends that have been made in a women's bathroom. Skyrocket. Outrageous. So flirting to convert, right? If you are a cold call in-person uh, salesman, like over the phone, this becomes very difficult. Um, but social media um, and in-person is where it's at, right? Like with Kelly, I was flirting on three different platforms, right? I was, again, engaging in depth in conversations, making her feel good on three different platforms um, because that got her emotional attention and held it, right? If I, you hear women all the time, like men just don't talk about it, but I'm sure men feel, feel it as well. Like, oh, it's just not like it was before, the baby, the marriage, the this. I feel like he doesn't see me anymore. I feel like whatever, right? Marriage is a fucking sale, dude. Like you have a customer in your house and you have got to keep that customer happy. They've got to keep you happy too. But there's a point where people just reach and they're like, well, this is my wife. This is my husband. Like the work is done. Yeah. That's where the work begins. They're not going nowhere unless I die till death do us part. If that was true, divorce would be illegal. (laughs) It's just my like ignorant voice, I think. Sorry, my redneck friends. (laughs) Uh, But flirting is all about making sure that the deal that you're currently exchanging in is going to take place or that you're greatly increasing the odds, whether it's keeping your marriage together and keeping your spouse happy whether it's trying to get them to do chores around the house, whether it's you're out cold calling and someone of the same sex or opposite sex is sitting there and they're the gatekeeper. Like, oh, hey, girl, you are killing it today. Wow. The head, the toe, the hat, the boots, shit. It's got to be genuine and authentic, right? Mm-hmm. If it was a dude, I don't. maybe he's got his ears pierced or he's got a really nice watch or he's got a pair of Jordans on that are just crispy as shit. Maybe his haircut is mm-hmm. on fucking point. And I'm like, D- D- who's your barber? The haircut? Uh, yuck. 
on point, kid, right? It just makes them feel good. That's flirting. Every guy out there listening is probably going to be like, no, it's not. I'm not gay. (laughs) You're trying to make somebody feel good to get an ends to a means, whether it's friendship, relationship, or client. Flirting is the way to do it, which is why when spouses get mad that their spouse is flirting with the girl at the bar to get free drinks, like, you just saved $25 (laughs) and he's bringing back a drink for you. And you're the one taking, what are you worried about? Right? And I, I think this works well for us because we don't have that jealousy. At all. Because it there's a difference of innocent flirting. And like we've talked about before, it depends on what your goal is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's not so innocent flirting, um, depending on how far you take it. Um, but I first heard of this from you. And so I was like, Yeah. When I was, I was literally standing next to you one time and I think we were in like the grocery store, Mountain Valley Foods or something. And and you remember. And uh, I remember your reaction. So, (laughs) well, then you tell it. No, I don't remember exactly, but something about you were flirting with this girl about some cherries and something. But I think I remembered you flirting with me with some cherries (laughs) when we were first dating. And so I was like, you saw me wink at her. Yeah, there you go. And so I was like, yeah, I was like, did you just care? And you were like, absolutely. And it was like this confident ownership as well as like the confident in our relationship as well as you just confidently. He's he's a great winker, actually. I <laughs> should know. it. Very timely. Never awkward. Great winker. <laughs> it's a great skill. Not everybody has it. Um, but I was like, yeah, I mean, get to the goal of what you want, because I know that you're going home with me. Sometimes it's literally just to make that other per- person feel good. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. A well-placed wink. Literally, bl- what I'm already doing, blinking my eyes, <laughs> just do one of them at the right... Ru- the innocence and the amount of hatred and fear behind something like that blows me away. Like I can literally close one eyelid with a half smile at some girl who may be having a terrible day and it literally changes the trajectory of her day. You can see it on their face, right? Like a simple compliment about somebody's shoes or hair or whatever. Like most people put some level of effort into how they present themselves. Some level, most people. Okay. Other people put a shitload of effort and they'll go all day and no one will say, dude, nice tie or Dude, that suit, oh my God, or your hair. They they did that to be seen, right? That's what we're talking about. And now nobody all day took one minute to say, you're killing it, or I love that outfit, or whatever, mostly because of fear of they might be judged as a cheater, or, you know, that they're losing interest in your relationship, or whatever. So how do you flirt online? Um, Making people feel good. And it can be um, commenting on their post. It's not always like what you're putting out as maybe a post, but how you're engaging with other people's posts as well. It makes them feel good. Um, sharing their stories or sharing like when people share the podcast episode on their stories and tag us like that feels so good. Sharing the love. Totally. feels amazing. Um, or share our hiring posts, stuff like that. Um, but the compliments and the... Um, 
the shares and those types of things have to come from a genuine place. Um, when I worked at the buckle, it was the easiest way in person to break the ice with someone. Because especially when you go into the buckle, you know that they're commission sales and you know that someone's going to come right up to you. Like there used to be that buckle challenge where you could see if you could touch the back wall before someone talks to you. Mm. Um, but a compliment just really breaks down these these cold wall barriers of people. And then they are like, oh, and complimenting when it's not just um, surface level or outfits or something like that, where it's really genuinely complimenting their energy um, things like that are like, that's top tier compliments. And, and honestly, just being a hype person for someone else, cheering them on, um, shout out to Hattie Clark. She is the hypiest queen ever. For real. For real, for real. Yeah. So for me, like, it's as simple as most of the like reactions I give on social media are loves. And that applies more to uh, Facebook than anything else. Um, and a lot of the things that I comment on, there's stuff I don't comment on that I should. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I comment on will be like, especially somebody starting a new health journey, um, or like milestones that they're sharing in their health journey. Cause I know most people in their lives are like, well, what are you doing that for? Oh, you're in, you're in fucking keto now. Mm-hmm. Is that, is they're that trying to offset doing? that negativity? Right. Mm-hmm. What the way we eat isn't good enough for you. Mm-hmm. And they try to guilt you back into whatever. Um, and so I'll super cheer those on in the comment sections. Um, people like big financial wins or sales wins or credit score wins, stuff like that. Um, but again, healthy, wealthy people podcast, right? So those are things I value. And I know that most people push against people making those changes. So I try to be that one person that's like, keep fucking going. Uh, and I had a girl from way back. She actually works at the buckle. Alexis down in uh, Missoula, know her from way back in the party days, and she's been on a health journey. Uh, And she reached out recently on Messenger just to be like, hey, I just want to super thank you for the positive comments. And she's like, it's not easy all the time. So makes a huge difference. Yeah. A small amount of energy output due to a compliment um, in person or online. The ROI is huge and you will never know how it impacts people, but that's okay. I mean, we hired Tommy Edwards based on really the attention a compliment grabbed almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. Then somebody was like, oh, do you know John? And he's like, yeah, I think that guy made a post about me. And we went back and looked at that recently. And yep, sure enough, complimented post about a year and a half ago about him and his epic family. Now. And then you had creepable content like the podcast. Yeah. And now our families are families together it's awesome Mm -hmm. but yeah years compliment now all of this mine compliment on tommy now all this has started so yeah guys just uh, honestly compliments are where you can start and then you can Mm -hmm. increase your flirt game from there and honestly here's the challenge go give out 10 compliments a day a day in person online fire emojis whatever it is 10 a day and see how that changes your energy. See how that changes your, um, your circle around you of the people and see how it comes back to you. There you go. There's your challenge. Yep. I'll put it in the note section. Mm -hmm. Challenge accepted. Okay. Uh, moving on to number six, 
once you have put yourself out there, you've found somebody, you've flirted, you've got their attention, they've got your attention, we're in this little bit of a dance, I feel like this is where people can lose a lot of their, let's call it, leads for marketing and, you know, potential mates <laughs> for dating, um, is once somebody's there, if they learn everything there is to learn within a few minutes online or, uh, you know, a few days or a few weeks of dating, and then it's just like, oh, is, is this as deep as the water goes, right? Like Kelly said the other day, I can't believe you've kept my attention for this long. Almost six years. <laughs> I used to have a three months max attention span. <laughs> other and than that, your marriage. Other than my marriage. But that was my average. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we're almost six years, but they're just things that we keep learning about each other. But also we keep growing within ourselves and within each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, for you, having depth, being interesting and or for dating, being attractive right for the long term what tips do you have on that you are not going to be attractive to everybody yeah period you <laughs> shouldn't be but everyone is attractive to somebody yep and so be okay with your like really lean into your level of attractiveness and your authenticity goes right back to that um be and this also can go into like networking tips in person of be more interested than you are interesting because I know that I've been on a date before where um this person only talked all about themselves. I'm like, why am I here? You don't want to get to know me at all, or they were nervous and just were rambling. I don't know, um, but I'm like, I mean, you could just be talking to yourself about yourself. Because you don't care anything about about me, and networking where you ask more, ask questions, like find out the level of depth. You might be surprised, um, but if it's just surface level conversations, you will lose interest so quick. Um, and so have have depth of, don't just talk about one thing. Um, when I used to do um, brand coaching, I talked about the five passion points, where we are all multi passionate humans. And your business has to be as relatable and have as much personality as a human. Um, and so if you maybe need to narrow it down to five or if you need to expand out to five. But if Nike just sold one shoe, then they would miss a whole audience and they wouldn't be able to create an entire magazine, an entire website and all of this brand awareness of Nike. And they wouldn't, you know, just have depth be interesting as much as you are interested um and don't just talk all about yourself get to know get to know people within um your audience of marketing your business as well as as with dating so how would you say they share their depth and make themselves interesting um, from a marketing perspective go back through like your posts say on instagram and say, okay, am I posting about the same thing over and over? Do I need to mix it up? Or am I posting about too many things that I need to bring it in? Um, so just have um, have some major talking points without being all over the board. Like, for example, the healthy, wealthy people. Like, you know exactly what we're going to talk about. 
within these categories. Um, and if you need to go get another certification, if you need to do a little bit more research to expand your depth of knowledge, that's okay too. Um, same thing in dating. Like if you need to go learn how to do salsa dancing to be a little bit more, have some more range, or if you need to um, go have a silent retreat so you can learn more about yourself or do the things where you can expand and have depth and and be vulnerable. I think that's a huge part of it too is within your business and dating, have some transparency and some vulnerability. Say, hey, we ran out of this supply this week and so we are have this on special or we ordered too many of this and just have some transparency where people aren't just like, well, that was weird. But make your business a human. Just, I don't know, just be human. It's just that simple. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, and, you know, with me, people wanted me to start a podcast back when I was fitness only. And I was still learning my fitness business and I was just starting to get into like the actual business side of media and um, I definitely didn't have the money. Uh, I guess I could have just used my phone like some people do. Um, but for me, I just, I knew that it wasn't that. I knew my thing wasn't just going to be talking about, I was like, I can't have a million conversations about doing curls. Um, and then I got into this industry and then some people wanted me to start teaching more on like wealth and insurance. And to be honest, we were not in a place where I could teach about wealth and developing things, paying things off. Like we were in it and I guess I could have taught it from there. But for me, once I had kind of been through the stuff, I was like, oh yeah, these are my two major passion points. And then there's a lot of stuff that like those two passion points, three passion points, really the people, um, there's an infinite layer beneath those. Uh, but it, it took me, God damn guys. It, I mean, to be completely honest, 28 years, um, but really 12 ish years of going through industry and gathering information. Same thing with Kelly. Like she's been in the marketing industry for 14 years now. So here she is on podcasts and, running a networking company and having run multiple networking event, like she went and gathered the information. Um, so just like we're talking about with everything, make sure that you go and get it. But if you've got it, you just got to organize it and put it out there. Right. So have depth, be interesting. And ultimately that will attract people to you both in the business and the personal world. All right. Bringing that into our, um, dating journey is when you were first vulnerable with me sharing with um within like your parents and the different ways that we grew up and how different that was and we had a um I can't remember if we did a phone call or FaceTime with this I think it was just a phone call at first and you I think we were on the phone for like two hours of just vulnerability and I think I was sold at that point and you hadn't even come to visit me yet but at least sold on a friendship and then I knew that there was I had so many more questions where I was like, there's depth here. Like we lived, I mean, I don't know if you guys know, maybe you didn't listen to the first episode with us together, but um, we knew each other when we were like seven. We rode the school bus together. We had the same school bus stop. We lived on the same exact hill, but I had no idea what was going on behind the scenes in your home life. Um, and so once you opened up and shared with me, I was like, I need to know so much more. 
And so like a little vulnerability window lets people feel connected to you. And that's hugely important. I mean, yeah, if you guys just go and listen to my first episode, um, started from the bottom. Now we're here, like same thing. I'm pretty open and try to tell as much of the story. And I think a 30, 40 minute podcast as I can, um, just about where I came from, how I started stuff like that. And I've vulnerability has always come pretty easy to me. Cause I just like, it's just been, well, this is what happened. Like, this is my story. But I meet people who have lives similar to me or less horrible or more horrible or whatever perspective um, where they, like, won't talk about it with people and they won't. And to me, like, I still needed therapy. I hadn't worked through it, but I always talked about it. And people were always like, oh, my God, whoa, what? <laughs> and that's why it's the most popular episode. By a, a fucking really, really, really long shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you guys want me to be more vulnerable about these topics? I don't know. <laughs> Make it real. Yeah. So vulnerability helps with depth because you all have a story. You're just not telling it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, number seven, second to last, communicate openly. And like I just said, right? Like I, I just... It, I just tell the story. Like here's what I happened. Here's what happened from my perspective. Here's what I remember. Here's what I went through. Whatever. Um with any story, with any topic in my life, right? Like I just, to me, there's no, what am I going to do? There's no fucking world that you can make up that makes more sense than the reality of the world that you lived, right? You know how many people's fucking lives I saw growing up that I could have stole any one of their stories that was just prettier and nicer. And But at what point when somebody's asking you questions, do you run out of fucking story that was made up? Mm-hmm. Right? Like you can't make up the fucking story. Tell the story. Right? So that's my take. Go ahead. Communicate openly. <laughs> um, and that goes within, let's go to business first. So on our website, we have a how we got started video and we have testimonials that helps hugely with communicating um, value and connecting with the why of the business, why it started. Um, why you do what you do, anything like that. And so communicate that. If you don't have that on your website and on your social, um, as well as your mission, your vision, your values, so people can know what you stand for and why, they can't connect with you in the same way. Same with um, same with dating. If you don't, I mean, honesty is uh, oddly rare <laughs> in dating. One of my favorite fucking pills, honesty is the pill everybody wants everyone else to take, but they don't want to take like you all want honesty until somebody's honest with you. Right? Like be honest with me. Okay, Cheryl, you're overweight. You should probably go to the gym and stop eating donuts for breakfast every morning. If you want to see your kids in 20 years, you just call me fat. You fucking asshole. No, Cheryl, I said, you have a real physical problem and we should work on it if you want to be here long term for your kids. Like, your behaviors, X, Y, Z. And if you guys don't think countless people, including the police, have told me that I need to change my fucking behaviors. Including the police. <laughs> right? Like, I'm speaking from experience. When people are telling you shit about your behavior, about X, typically... It's because they care about you, even when you're starting a new business and someone's telling you not to. In their mind, they're protecting you from the rejection, from the possible failure, from the... 
they just don't see that that's not really protecting you, right? Even when somebody's telling you to be yourself, but not too much yourself, because they want you to be seen and find a partner and all that, but they also don't want you to be too much in the spotlight or they don't want you to get hurt or they don't want you to get taken advantage of or they don't want you to attract the wrong attention from people or they don't, like most of the time it comes from love. Most of the time it comes from people wanting to protect you or help you or save you or whatever, but like sometimes you just need to hear the truth that you don't want to hear, but you want everyone to be honest with you. That's why I am the way I am, guys. That's why so many people are go through Kelly to get to me, right? Because I just, I'm going to say what I want to say. It is usually correct. I've been wrong many times. And it's usually completely fucking true to the absolute base of what the reality of the situation that we're dealing with is. But it fucking hurts people's feelings. Totally. So, um... Delivery matters. <laughs> um, but so does honest. honesty and then delivery, I would say. Yeah. Um, but this goes within like communicating when someone leaves you a voicemail and you don't get back to them for a business appointment um, or you're trying to find a house and your real estate agent doesn't answer their phone um, or it could be, uh, you know, not texting the person back that you're dating or saying, hey, I'm going to be out of service for three days. Don't expect me to get back to you. And so just there's all different types of open um, communication. And so find your style, but also make sure you communicate what your style is. Um, maybe you need to get to know yourself better of what's your love language and your partner, um, your Enneagram type or your Myers-Briggs test. And so like just meditate and figure out what, how you communicate and maybe see if you need to adjust to the person that you are trying to communicate with, whether that's your clients, your customers, the person you're dating, and say, okay, that is a skill that I need to um, learn and adapt to, or I'm not willing to learn that. Yeah, listen to my last episode uh, on the buying styles, right? Like, I've had to dramatically mold the way I communicate. I haven't changed much. I may have learned different layers. I've definitely softened the delivery on some stuff, but you're still going to get the content of what needs to be communicated. Um, and typically now I know how to communicate that to the person that I'm talking to. It's still going to come <laughs> the way. <laughs> like That's my big thing is like, I don't know how to get it to everyone and still get them the information. Cause what, most of the time they're not nearly as afraid of the delivery as they are the information. And that, that there's no way for me to get around the information. Um, it drives my daughters nuts. Well, and sometimes you need to know and communicate, say, are you looking to vent in this situation or are you looking for advice? And then you know that if what you are delivering isn't what they're actually trying to, that's not the goal. Like maybe I just need to get this out. I don't, I'm not open to advice at this time. I've learned to say that. Um, but sometimes people need to hear what they don't necessarily want to hear. And sometimes you need to tell people who vent to you that go vent to somebody else. You're not attached to a dryer. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell Kelly that like, cool. Yeah, sure. I get it. Sometimes you just need to come home and let off one little thing or whatever, but 
If you got shit to vent, I'm not your fucking guy. He said, call your sister, call your mom. I'm a problem solver. You come to me when you need problems solved. Stop coming to me with, I just need to vent. Like, there's a tree outside. There's your mom. (laughs) There's, like, go spit words at someone else, please. (laughs) (laughs) So if you know yourself, you can communicate how you need to be communicated with. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, just communicate openly, right? I think that's why... Everyone's always like, how's oh, your guys' relationship? Really, it's two things here. We're authentic and we communicate openly. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And to wrap it up, bring it to a close, let's talk about something that is true in marketing, dating, business, sales, every area of life. Pleasant persistence pays. So be pleasantly persistent. Okay? I was on three of Kelly's platforms, but I wasn't annoying her and I'm not a multi-texter. So I was hitting three platforms, but I wasn't seven bulbs per, if she didn't get back to me on any of them, I wasn't like, Hey, where are you? Like you just got three messages on three platforms that eventually I guess you'll get back to or not. Right. So pleasant, persistent pays when you're doing sales, the average uh, touches you need with somebody before they'll decide or they'll emotionally actually trust you is seven to 10. Okay. It varies obviously, but seven to 10 touches before you will earn somebody's trust enough for them to do business with you. And I'm assuming it's going to be very close to that with women. I know a lot of women that have a three to five date rule, Mm -hmm. right? Cause they're looking for that quote unquote, seven to 10 touches. It's going to vary for each woman. Sometimes it's no date. Sometimes it's three, five, seven, but average seven to 10 touches in the business world before you can close somebody. Because we think that we, when we put one post out that people should buy the thing that we're selling, <laughs> it almost never works that way. Yeah. Unless you already have the trust built with that person, because then it's not ever your first post to them. Yeah. Um, it's, and people see about 10% of what you actually put out there in the marketing world. And so when we think we're being annoying or blasting out, or maybe we're launching a new program or product or service, and you think just like, oh, well, I already posted about it three times. Not as many people saw it as you think they did because of the algorithm, because of their attention span, because they might've seen your stories, but they were actually cooking dinner and it was just playing. Um, like you getting in your own head about it, And you just need to be a little bit, definitely more pleasant, but for sure more persistent. Um, And it's okay to sell. It's okay. You need to be selling or else people don't know what you have to offer. Um, I listened to a podcast this morning while I was doing a makeup about it's literally a disservice if you're not selling. Um, Agreed. If you weren't out providing this financial protection that you do, it it would literally, there's so many people that it's benefiting that they wouldn't know this even existed. Yeah. And so just doing, putting more out there than you ever think you should. I like it. Consistently is, is part of the thing too, is hugely about consistency. Yeah. And you can get two in your own head, right? Like somebody wanted me to be more pleasant and that really affected how persistent I have been with my social media. Cause I don't fucking know what, 
pleasant looks like through your goddamn lens. Yep. I know what pleasant looks like through my lens. And the fact that I just said that the way I said that is not pleasant to some people. Right. But like for me, in my mind, I fucking love you is way more true and pleasant and happy and emotional than I really love you. Like it just, that doesn't feel like me. There are certain words to me that are literally, I've put them in a juvenile dictionary <laughs> because I think they're children's words and I literally don't use them. <laughs> like, so pleasant persistence comes from intention in my book, not from reception, but it is a blend, right? If it's not being received at all, it's obviously not pleasant to anybody but you. Um, but if it's not pleasant to some, motherfucking good, right? We got to attract. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got to attract and repel. It's black and white. It's like, you love me, you don't love me. And if you're in between, sorry, you're in the don't love me category. Like, I ain't got time for half ass. No, maybe. Yeah. Oh, two cheeks, girl. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in between. We're going to move past that. <laughs> So yeah, be pleasantly persistent. Um, be sure that your intention is the right in the right place. But if it is, just put your stuff out there, man. Eventually, you're gonna catch the attention, and then that attention is gonna spread attention, and people are gonna share it with people who are like minded to them, and it's just gonna grow. Mm -hmm. Just like you should share this podcast with someone if it makes you think of them, with great intentions to help them learn. Um, yeah, sharing is caring. And so. While I was looking up the definitions of marketing and dating, um, you know, marketing, two of these P's were in the definition. Um, marketing is the activity or business of promoting and selling products or services. And so there was four P's that it broke down underneath it um, for marketing. Uh, and it was promoting and products like we just talked about and then price and place. So do you have any advice on when people are talking about selling, um, about marketing, putting themselves out there through the more business marketing lens um, for products, price, place, or uh, promotion? Is there any tips, tricks, tools to sharing that so you can attract the right kind of person down to like geotagging place where you are? Um, any of that stuff. Experimenting is the way to find out. And so put a bunch of different content out there and then evaluate every week, every month, every quarter. Say, okay, this is what's working. This is what's not. And so it is important to have your Instagram and your Facebook set up where you can receive analytics. How do you do that? Um, you go into your settings in Instagram and then you have a creator or a business account not just a personal account because there's no analytics on a personal account. And then on Facebook, you have to have a likable page, not just ad friend page. Right. And it will, it auto generates the analytics. You don't have to set anything up there. And so just always be evaluating of like, okay, that worked really well. Let's uh, repurpose that type of content and put some more out there and be creative in that area because it's working. Um, but you don't know what's going to work until you put something out there. So you can't just stay in that analysis paralysis and never put anything out there because you'll never know what works. Um, 
and be willing to adjust and say, okay, maybe we've had this bio out there for a little too long. Let's try something else. Let's see um, just how this works. And same with your dating profile. Try a new little bio, try some different photos and say, okay, well, that's working. Be your own analytics on that because they don't have a... <laughs> There's no metrics on your dating profile that I know of. It's been a while since I've been on a dating profile. Here's a little tip. Be funny, make money. Mm-hmm. Again, emotions. If you guys can elicit emotion, you will close deals, get partners, etc. right? So flirt to convert, tell a joke, make somebody laugh, compliment them. Um, that's the real heart of what we're doing here is it's an emotional game. Drives me nuts. It's took me five years to learn the skills necessary to actually be effective at these things. But yeah, if you can back up emotions with logic, I already had that. Now you're effective, but all of marketing, all of dating, all of all of that, it's an emotional put yourself out there game. And that to me boils down to being memorable. Like yeah. if you're forgettable, like even if you are pleasantly persistent, it, if you're forgettable, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter how many times people see you, they're just going to forget you. So be different, be okay with being different and authentic and be memorable. Boom shakalaka, drop the mic. It's on a stand. I can't drop it. <laughs> All right. The first time you were on this episode, uh, I was not yet asking this question. So mm. we don't have this answer from you. But in closing, what does being a healthy, wealthy person mean to you? To me, it is being balanced because. I, th I feel like we've all had glimpses of the opposite of being unhealthy and being unwealthy and not having the right people around you. And so bringing all of those up together, and you've taught me this, um, not just like, you know, one category is, is in an area of growth, but the other are suffering. Um, so to me, it's, it's a balanced, well-rounded human and not just focusing on one area of growth. It is bringing them all up together and bringing others with you. And what areas of growth mean balance for you? I think the hmm, good question. I think when you know that you're growing, that is the balance. When you are not stagnant or stuck or just repeating old habits and patterns. And when you are self-aware and you are constantly growing that brings the balance and especially in growing in different areas. And when you have people in your corner, like a therapist and like really good solid friends and sometimes family and where they can call you out and be like, um, you don't talk, get to talk about my friend like that. Or like, well, that's something that you've just always done. Is that a choice? And so being able to grow is the balance. Love it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And our next episode is actually going to be taught by you as well. So I'll see back you. Back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you for the next episode, honey. Love you. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, y'all. We have reached the inevitable end of today's episode, but before we go our separate ways, I just want to take a quick minute to say fucking thank you. Thank you for investing your listening time with me when there are literally millions of other artists whose content you could be consuming. 
Your support and feedback mean more to me than you will ever realize, which is why I'm going to ask you for one favor before we wrap this thing up. Please, if you have found any value in the show at all, there are three things you can do to help us grow. One, follow and or subscribe so you never miss another episode. Two, rate the show so other listeners can see just how goddamn good our content is. And three, take a screenshot of this episode, share it with your followers, and tag me at John Divine Inc. so that they have the same opportunities and access to information that you do. Now, get out there and enjoy the pursuit of the healthiest, wealthiest, most authentic version of yourself, and I'll see you right back here in two weeks for another episode of the Healthy Wealthy People Podcast. Peace!